Bienvenidos y welcome to the Biz Bruja podcast, where reclaiming our powerful intuition, our sacred medicina, embracing our magic and healing ancestral patterns, invoke powerful creations in our own well-being, our lives, familias, community, and our businesses. Remembering that our businesses are so important at this time. I'm the creatrix of this blogcast, the Biz Bruja herself, Vanessa Codornu, a modern-day bruja, fourth-generation psychic medium, clinical hypnotist, energy healer, and soul biz mentor and coach. An Argentine-American who started reading adults at 16, became a professional intuitive at 22, and now guides creatives, intuitives, healers, and entrepreneurs to break through fears, connect to the practical power of their intuition, so they can serve the world powerfully. Hola, hola, bienvenidos. Vanessa Codorniu, and I am so excited to be here with you, empezando el año juntos. It's still early January. I know some people are running around setting up intentions for the year. And one of the things that people keep reaching out to me about is love. Um, we're not in Valentine's Day yet. And I mean, my mom would always say Mother's Day is every day. El Día de San Valentín es todos los días. Love Day is every day. Mother's Day is every day. Ancestor Day is not just Samhain, Halloween or All Saints Day. It's every day. And so because folks keep reaching out, and I don't know if you all know, but I am writing a monthly column on Hola Magazine, which is the longest Spanish-running um, magazine uh, in, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it's in history, but it's been around since the 40s. So I'm really excited to have a column there in Espanol, and it's called Querida Brujita, right? Answering from Indigenous wisdom and intuition and practical ways to manage our lives Um while still being true to ourselves. And so some of the things that have been coming through through um, the questions that people are putting through is the question of intuition and love. And so I'm going to be talking a little too much. So excuse me for my TMI. I'm going to talk a little bit about my life. All of you may or may not know that I have dated a lot. I've been very, very blessed. I have also been loved and I have loved many people in different relationships. And I'm very blessed to now be married um, since 2021 to my life partner. Uh, and I'm very happy to be here. And the thing is that all of the relationships that I had prior were building blocks, were healing experiences, were showing me what I wanted, what I didn't want. And, you know, personally, I feel I'm a little complicated, meaning that, what does that mean? meaning that I was a psychic medium from childhood. And so a lot of times I would meet people and literally remember them from other lifetimes. And they would always give me clues. Uh, for example, I was at a party and I knew that I'd had a lifetime as a priestess in Greece and I knew my name, right? I was like 22 years old. There I am at this party, downtown Manhattan, and I'm just chilling. I don't know if it was like, yeah, I don't know if it was like around 4th Street near uh, NYU, where I was uh, in my early college years and at your School of the Arts. And, um, you know, somebody comes up to me at the party and literally uses that name and says to me, I feel like I remember you on these stone steps and that your name was so-and-so. Now, this is pretty impossible because I had told no one but my diary, and it wasn't a digital diary because it was way, way back in the day. It was something I'd written in my diary that never left home that nobody knew about. And so this is kind of the life that I've had 
where literally I was told at a young age, you know, you're not going to marry young and you shouldn't marry young because you got a lot of karma and stuff to work out. Now, not everybody's life is that way. Some people meet their partner at 15. They're married 40 years. They go through ups and downs, a lot of trials and tribulations, and they're still united at the end. And like, wow, damn, we've been through it together, soulmate. And that's beautiful. But for others who maybe curanderas, priestesses, who also have a lot of work and stuff to clean up and people to remember and people to reconnect with and also people to ignite and activate. And not that you can't do that while you're married because you can, you just do it in a different way because you're not like intimate with them, right? Having a relationship unless you have an open marriage. That's a whole other topic for a whole other day. And so my life was one where at a very young age, um, I had this feeling that I was going to love many different people, that I was going to experience a lot in life before I settled down. And so when people started writing me, they're like, Vanessa, how about love and intuition and this and that and this and that? So today we're going to try to unpack, or as best as I can, about intuition and love. And I'm releasing this as soon as I can. I'm not even going to wait to February because, as I said, love day is every day. And let's prepare ourselves not only for Valentine's Day, right? Which as my husband says, that it's a bullshit Hallmark holiday that we all kind of still like a little bit anyway, right? Um, but to prepare ourselves to trust ourselves and nuestras relaciones and our relationships in our intuitive hits that we get when something isn't working for us and also stopping the blame game. So let's talk a little bit about intuition first. Right. And also the whole dynamic of being like intuitive and psychic as fuck. And then you're in relationships and suddenly you're blind. Right. You're like, paso? like I could see stuff for my friends and I could see, see stuff for everybody else. When it comes to my own relationship, I'm like, oh, my God, I love them. They're so sweet. And meanwhile, they're up to shit that they should not be doing. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. We'll try to unpack it a little bit. So first of all, I want to talk about intuition. I believe that we're all born with it. This is what I've seen. I was blessed to grow up in a very spiritual home where we talked about sueños, which is, you know, dreams, right? Los sueños. We'd wake up in the morning and be like, oh, do we un sueño? And my mom would say it. We'd all be like, oh, wow. And we'd all like listen to her. And trust me, if we did not listen to her, we regretted that shit. Let me talk about this for a moment. My mom came up with a dream one day or had a dream where she was like, look, I have this weird dream where I keep seeing this man, these men, like two men or one man coming out of a car and they are literally like trying to steal you and your brother. So you guys can't go out by yourselves. Of course we rolled our eyes. Cause I mean, what were we nine and six or seven? And we were like, okay, mom. Um, and we were usually allowed to play outside. We grew up in Queens and we felt like the community knew us. We knew the community, but guess what? We were out there that week that that happened. And we're just do, do, do walking around. And this car is like creeping slow, 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 slow. And again, all the traditional stuff. I got some candy. Do you guys want candy? I, do you guys want ice cream? And then, you know, the big, the big kapow for at least for my brother who has had dogs his whole adult life and loves them. And he was little at that time. So they were like, and we have a puppy. And my brother was like, oh shit. Yeah. Puppy. And, I, and he started to move towards the car. And I'm like, oh no, mom said she had a sueño. So I told him when I say go, we got to go. We turn around, boom, booked it behind the houses. We knew how the shortcuts, you know how it is when you live in a, in a neighborhood, you know, the shortcuts as a kid. And we got home crying, sobbing, at least me. He was a little like, I don't know. Um, 
he was literally didn't know anything, but I was like, oh my God, my mom took un sueño. And so we respected los sueños. We respected intuition. We also tried to unpack it a little bit. We weren't overly obsessed. We had a regular life, but for me growing up, intuition and sueños were a regular life. Now that doesn't mean that it was because of, it was a regular life that, you know, I came out and told everybody I'm psychic, everybody, let's all do this. At 16, when my parents tested me by blindfolding me and having me, you know, connect with a Ouija board, my mom did this, all this stuff came through where it was undeniable that I was a psychic medium. Information from her guides, information from ancestors that I didn't know from several hundred years ago, and information from my father's deceased ex-girlfriend came through that was undeniable. And I was like, damn, I'm 16 years old and I'm psychic and I'm a medium and I'm intuitive, which I knew already, but now it was like in my face started reading folks for free just to help community. And then like, I don't know, eight months later, I was like, I lost my powers. The truth was that abilities were always there. So I want to talk about intuition. I believe that we all have it, right? We are all born with it. It is part of our ancestral gifts, meaning that everyone has some sort of form of intuition. Intuition takes many forms. I've been teaching about this, I don't know, 18 years. My latest course is called Nacimos Magicas, Reclaiming Our Ancestral Gifts, Soul Gifts. And that I've been teaching for many years online and we'll have that coming up soon. So keep your eye out for the spring. Y entonces, let me have a sip because, you know, I'm yapping away over here. There are people who tell me, Vanessa, I'm not intuitive. I'll give an example. I was in Panama. Um, helping teach the intuition part of a leadership retreat. And somebody left us at the marketplace. They're like, you know, I'm going to jog back. Now, people, if I had been left at the marketplace, I don't know that I would have <laughs> been able to make it home by myself. I mean, I would have asked a million people to try to figure it out. But this person jogged home and they were American. They did not speak Spanish and they found their way there and they were there all sweaty. You know, we drove and I was like, you know, She's like, yeah, I go, how did you do this? Because I don't know, I had just had a sense. Meanwhile, we'd done an intuition workshop earlier that day. And she had said to me, I don't feel, I don't see, I don't know. And I'm like, but girl, you had a directional sense. And so intuition comes in so many different forms. Empath, right? Somebody who emotionally receives the information. You walk into a room, you're happy. Somebody's anxious, depressed, angry, or even happier. And suddenly the feelings hit you. Um, when I was 16, I walked into a room and we didn't have the word empath when I was 16 people. It's new, right? And as we keep growing spiritually and wellness wise in this world, we keep developing a language around this, right? Because I've been doing ancestral healing for a very long time. I didn't call it that. I've been do- decolonizing spirituality because the truth is when we are reclaiming those powers, when society is telling you that they're wrong, when we are you know, doing limpias and we're doing things like that, that the Spanish colonizers and the religious folks told us that they're bad. Um, Meanwhile, you know, they were running to indigenous healers and paying them secretly to cleanse them because I know about that. Um, When we do that work and I was doing that growing up, that's decolonizing because you're reclaiming stuff that was demonized. So that was a little segue coming back. So there I was 16 years old, all happy in Florida. We were visiting family and my mom was in a room with her friend and the woman had her back towards my mom. And, you know, I walk in the room, hola, ma, and then suddenly I get like slow motion, like hit by bullets of feeling of anxiety, pain, sadness. And I say out loud, 
Why did he do this to me? ¿Por qué me hizo esto? Dios mío. ¿Por qué? Yo no me merezco. And I'm saying these words. And I'm like, why am I saying this? I just walked in here all happy. I ran out the room and I said to myself, you have lost your mind. Estás loquita, Vanessa. Estás loquita. And I ran to the bathroom and I'm like, oh my God, something's wrong with me. I was happy. Then I was depressed. I was sad. I was desperate. And this is an extreme example, people. Not everybody gets it, but you know, like that intensely, it's sometimes more subtle, where suddenly you walk into a room and you feel suddenly depressed, sad, anxious, uh, high vibe, high energy, it could be all of it, joyful, depending on the energy. My mom came into the bathroom and she was like, you know what, you have what my mom has. Mi abuela Cecilia um, descended from, I think, Spanish and Portuguese through, uh, by way of Argentina. My mom's like, you have what she has, you know, you come into a room and you feel and you pick up like a psychic sponge. And she had me turn my hands over and run the faucet of water on my wrists and said, you know, just breathe and exhale like you're releasing and then take the water and clean the nape of your neck and just throw the water into this thing and say, I release, I release, I release. It is not mine. And, you know, I was 16. So people, that was like 30 years ago. Okay. Over 30 years ago. Um, so that's an example of an empath. Then you have people who are clairvoyant, right? Clairvoyance. You hear things. It could be in your own voice. Sometimes people reject it. Because they're like, well, it's my own voice. I've been hearing my own voice, Vanessa. That's just me. That's me. Yeah, it is you. It's an extension of you. It's a deeper, wiser part of you. But you could be hearing your own voice. You could be hearing ancestral voice. You could be hearing your guide's voice. Or you could just know. So that's clear audience where you hear. And it can come through music, by the way. It could be that song on the radio. I had a client who was like, should I go to California? Should I not? And next thing you know, everywhere she went, she heard California Dreamin', California Surfing or Surfing USA. Like all the old songs, California, Hotel California. She was like, damn, I'm meant to go to California. So she went and she met a lot of people, cleansed, cleared. And then that connected her to her now husband and child. So a lot of shifts happened from that. So we've got empath where we feel the feelings. We've got clear audience where we hear the things, right? We hear the things in our own voice, or we hear the things um, in our ancestral voices, in our guide's voice, but let us not throw it away because it sounds like us. If it's an objective voice, like I'll give you an example. And I've judged myself because I'm very clear audience. I have literally this, I mean, I could go for, further back when I was a teenager, but I'll talk about a couple of years ago. I literally was so happy for a male friend of mine. I was scrolling. I'm like, I'm so happy. They have their family. They have their thing. I love them. I love them. I love them. And I literally heard, well, they're happy now, but the wife is about to get real ill and it's going to be a long journey till she gets healthy. So it's good that he has this moment to like really fill up on joy because they're about to suffer intensely. That's what I heard. And of course, a part of me is like, oh, am I being catty? Why did I say that? What's up? No. It was an objective voice, my clear audience that said that. Well, three months later, this person, this male friend came up online sharing about all of this mysterious illness that his wife was having and how hard it's been on them and the three kids and their life. And, you know, they did a GoFundMe, like a lot of things happened. Um, and eventually they struggled and they fought and they struggled. And now she's doing well, thank God. And so these are the ways that clear audience sometimes comes through. Uh, I've shaken hands with people who are like, I want to give you a deal and I want to do this for you and I want to help you. And you're going to be in a TV show. And I shake a hand like great tip. They're like, I want to talk to you. And I shake their hand and I hear Vanessa, you do not want to be working with this person. They owe so much money. They're seeing you as a cash cow run sister run. And then I never did anything. And then five months later, you see that they had signed with another psychic. They freaking 
did a bad contract, took their money, all this shit happened to them. And so clear audience can look and sound like that. What else? Uh, we got clear cognizance. I have that too. And that can be tough on us. You know why? Because that's what we get called the know-it-alls. The know-it-alls, right? They're literally like, Tú lo sabes todo. you think you know everything and people get mad at us. And the thing is, sometimes we say things with a sense of authority because it's knowing without knowing how we know. And we just blurt it out. And you're like, well, how do you know that? Well, I don't really know, but I know. And I could say this. So I'll say a couple of things. Um, one of my stepdaughters was really worried, like, I don't know, six years ago. And she was like, my, my check, my this, my that, my taxes, my money, my money. And, you know, she was a student. And my husband's like, they're all in a tizzy about this thing. And I'm washing the dish. Suddenly I turn around, I'm like, she only made like 13,000. She's fine. Blah, 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 blah. And then I kept washing the dish. They looked at me and they're like, how do you know? What do you, you don't know anything? You know, they were nice, but they were like, you don't know. And I'm like, look, I don't know, but I know something. A week later, the, the mail came in. We opened it. It was like 13,000. $50 or something, right? And my husband's like, how did you know? I'm like, well, you know me, urban priestess, the biz bruja, psychic medium since childhood and beyond. So it comes up like that. You just know something. And where we have to be careful with our intuition is that sometimes, and we'll talk about that a little later, trauma from the past can really kick in, okay? And we'll talk about that in a moment. So we got empath, feeling our feelings and other people's feelings, and sometimes not knowing the difference. We cover this in my program. Then we have clear audience, what we hear. We can hear it in our voice. We can hear it in other people's voice. We can literally hear. Um, I'll share this particular story. I was washing dishes years ago, like two decades ago. And I was around these folks who had like all this financial support, got all these photo shoots and all this stuff to get the website. They weren't really doing the work from what I could see to be the spiritual teacher that they were setting themselves up to be. But there I was having all these jobs struggling, you know, 20 years ago, I was like, they have everything. I don't have anything. And I'm like crying in my dishes because I didn't even have a dishwasher, which is fine. You know, working with the hands, cleaning and cleansing. Uh, now I use guantes. I use, you know, actually now I use the dishwasher, but if I do wash a dish, uso guantes to protect the nails. But anyway, um, here we were, here I was crying and washing a dish 20 years ago. And I heard in another voice, my child, just show up and do what you need to do. We will worry about elevating you when it's time. The doors will open. And I'm like, dee, 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 dee. what is that about? So obviously, second medium since I'm young, I know it's my guide. And I'm like, all right, let me not worry. Well, those people that did all those things at that time, I'm sure it served them in some way, shape or form because everything does in our life. They're not doing this work anymore. And here I am still doing the work, you know, moving and grooving. And so sometimes something that feels like injustice or pain or sadness in the long run ships. But in any case, the clear audience in that example was that I heard it with another completely deep voice. It sounded like a male energy. Um, probably angelic, but not the high-pitched angel voice that we've all been trained to think exists. Because remember, the angels are warriors, right? The protectors, and they have swords, and they're actually warriors, a lot of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them. So we've got em empath. We've got clear audience where we hear. We've got clear cognizance where we um, know things. Um, also, another example, a recent one, right? Not an old one, but a recent one. Um, well, I'll give you two. My friend was dating like 12 years ago online and I said, give me the name. And I said to her, oh, wow, he's an asshole. 
She's like, you don't even know. I'm like, but you know me how I roll, right? Tratando de salvarte el tiempo. I mean, not that anybody should not do anything because of a psychic. You got to live your own life. You know, we all aprendemos en carne propia, right? We learn from our own, like our own lives and living in our own flesh and our own path and walking our own journey. So she went anyway out with him. And this low life literally picked her up and stayed in the car, gave her like $10 and then said, go to the Starbucks and pick up a coffee and thing. And I'll wait for you here. And then while he was in the car and she was getting the thing, he was on the online website hitting on me. Okay. Like I was like, what? I mean, he didn't know me. I didn't know I was her, her friend. And then she came back and she told me that they never left the car that he parked somewhere and whatever they kissed and that he's like, well, I'll pick you up next week and we can have another, you know, coffee in the car. What the F? I was like, wake up, sister. Love yourself. So anyway, I was right. He was not. He was an asshole and she got it. Um, other situations of clerical claircognizance. I don't know much about, listen, suburban life. I really don't. I grew up in New York City. I grew up in Queens. Um, I went to school in Queens and then I went to school in Manhattan. Then I went upstate real quick for a break. Wow, what a culture shock. Um, entonces, you know, my life has been very different. I was on subways since I was 13, okay? Like for 30 years, I was on subways, people, like six, seven days a week. So, you know, my life, it, you see this nice little house with the little light and everything, but I have known what it's like to have many jobs and to be on a subway like at two in the morning with your little angel and protection shield protecting you to get your ass home. And so here I am. I don't know much about like living out here and, you know, even just like, I don't know, raking leaves and making a leaf pile, like, you know, taking care of a garden, though I love flowers and plants. Like you see some plants back there. I am not really like a suburban Susie homemaker. I'm not like, you know, a bless you, but for me, it's new. Everybody has their thing. So my husband's making a leaf pile and I'm like, cuidate, be careful. There could be a snake in there who could jump out on you if you leave it overnight. He's like, how do you know about that? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like that could happen. And he's like, you don't know. They're not going to come out into the pile of leaves, whatever. And then the next day he comes out and I'm like, use a rake, use a rake. Don't use your bare hand. Even if it's just a garter snake, you know, don't do it. Don't test yourself. So he goes to like move the pile of leaves. Of course, you know what's coming. And I said that, I mean, it's like not jumping out, but it was like very cute little snake. Uh, and he was like, damn, Vanessa, why can't you say that there's like a million dollars, you know, in the pile of leaves? And I'm like, babe, I don't pick what's in it. I guess I just pick up what could be in it and what is in it. Same thing. And I was in the car. This was like four years ago. And we have foxes in the area, but they're very rarely seen. I think I've only seen them five times in the two years that I've lived here, right? Only five times in two years. And one day we were driving and I was like, you know, I haven't seen the fox in like six months. So let's make a, a right instead of a left. And he's laughing at me, my husband, because it's nighttime. And he's like, what do you think you're going to make a right? And like the fox is going to hop out and do a little dance in front of our lights in front of the car and be like, hello, Vanessa, and tip its hat to you. You know, I'm like, bueno, I don't think he's going to tip his hat, but he could come and say hi. I said, I have a feeling we are supposed to turn right. So he did it just to humor me. And of course, you know what happened, right? He turned right, the fox came out into the light, looked at us like, 
what? And then kept running into the little forested area. And so these are the type of things that Claire Cognizant people know. I was once visiting an ex-boyfriend in Michigan and he was making a left and since I don't drive, you know, I'm still learning. So back in the day, day, I really didn't drive. Now I'm learning. He was about to make a left and something said, make a right, make a right, make a right. And it was Claire audience and Claire cognizance. I knew, but I shut up because I was like, well, what do I know? I've never been to Michigan. I don't even drive. Well, guess what? It was wrong. The left was wrong. It was one way. So it was an issue. And so I'm sharing these stories uh, using myself mostly, not my clients or students, because I want to give you something relatable so you could listen and go, oh, wait a minute, that should happen to me all the time. Or, wow, I never thought of that. So we got empath, we got clear uh, cognizance, we got clear audience, there's clairvoyance. Now with clairvoyance, a lot of my students come in and they all want each other's gifts, right? Most of us are a mix, by the way, we have a mix of gifts, but some people are like, oh man, I wish I could see stuff, you know, and the clear audience people are, they want to see the people who see, they're like, I wish I knew stuff. The thing is, there's some drawbacks to all of them when it comes to everyday living and integrating them, right? Because each of them have their little drawback. And like the claircognizance, you get told you're a know-it-all because you just know shit and you can't explain why usually, um, because there is no real explanation. It's just this download and this connected information that you're receiving and you're like, I don't know, I'm just telling you the facts. Um, when it comes to clairvoyance, my students, myself, sometimes we see something and we don't know what it means. We don't know what it means because it's a visual. Also with clairvoyance and like with any gift, you need to spend time to unpack it and understand what it means to you. For example, right? And my family dreams, um, when teeth fall out, it actually means a death. When people dream of a wedding, it means death. It doesn't mean a new beginning. And for me, a wedding is actually a wedding. And so just because your family sees things a certain way or the symbology is a particular way, that's why I'm not a big fan of books, dream books. I mean, I'm sure they have their wisdom. I've owned a couple in my day, but I think the deep work that we need to do and the time we need to take is to really spend the time with ourselves, you know, um, in the temple of Apollo, it says, know thyself. Uh, that's wisdom that we all need to know porque we can't generalize when it comes to intuition. Our particular combination of gifts is unique unto ourselves. And that's why I just want to laugh. I just want to say that every time I see a tweet, a Facebook message, some shit out there that says, I know everything. I see everything. I know everything. No, people. No, and I mean, I know a lot. I've read thousands of people, thousands of people. I've been able to weather, you know, losing half my family because I knew in advance it was still very painful. And I've been able to weather a lot of things on my own, you know, living alone in New York City. And I repeat this because a lot of my clients and students marry young. A lot of my clients and students have followed a lot of the traditional Latina story. Not everyone. Not, there's nothing wrong with that. But there's a real um, challenge when you break away from those things that forced me, at least, to trust myself beyond other things because I didn't have the family to fall back on, though my family loves me and everything. They were in Miami while I was in New York, and I didn't have like an uncle or aunt to bail me out. I didn't have any of that. It was my intuition, my spiritual posse, you know, my spiritual group, my guides, my angels that guided me through the most difficult aspects of life. Sure, I had good friends. Sure, my mom was a badass. My siblings are beautiful and I love them. 
But what was there for me all of the time was my intuition. And so with clairvoyance, you really need to take the time to understand and not jump to conclusions. I knew somebody in one of my classes that every time she saw a bunny, it really literally meant somebody was pregnant, right? But if you look it up online, a bunny in Native American wisdom and indigenous wisdom is about conquering fear, right? And being vulnerable in your fear or something like that, I read a while ago. And so it's okay to look up things, but I would say before looking things up, sit with yourself, you know, even placing your right hand on your heart, your left hand low on your belly and close your eyes, call in your highest knowing, call in your healing team, call in your angeles, your angels, your maestros, your guides, your beautiful, wise and well ancestors and say, you know, what do I need to know about this? What is the symbol trying to tell me? And then giving thanks. So this is getting longer than I thought. I wanted to talk a little bit about love, but I think it's going to be the next one that we're going to talk about because now we've set the, the, the foundation. We've set the foundation talking about how intuition is there for all of us. It is natural. It is our birthright. And for anybody who out there who's like, oh, I don't really know if I have intuition, blah, blah, blah. Really, I have two questions for you, right? One, was there ever a time when you were a little kid that you saw, felt, or knew something and said it out loud and you were shamed, punished, or, or yelled at for it? Was there something you saw, heard, and felt that then you said, please, God, take this away from me. I don't want this gift. I don't want it, please. These are two important questions. I myself would probably be a really awesome uh, crime psychic because as a little kid, I had a couple of dreams where I saw the cover of a newspaper and the next day, like I told my mom, my sueño, and then the next day, like the murder broke out with a similar headline and the amount of dead of deceased folks, of killed, of, of murdered people. And my mom was like, oh my God, when she told me, she hugged me and I was crying and crying. And I literally got a bended knee and I'm like, God, please, like, I'll take the gift. I'll help people with it. I'll do what I need to do. Pero por favor, por el amor de Dios, do not, do not, do not have me sitting here having visions of people being killed or dismembered or et cetera, because this does not work for me. I am a sensitive soul very sensitive soul. And so that ability kind of drifted. Flash forward two years later, and this is probably now 10 years ago, and I was in an apartment in Queens. I got back from Panama from teaching at a retreat and living there. And when I was coming back from Panama, a friend of mine who knew me very well came up to me because, oh my God, there's a boy missing. I know that you know. I know that you know. I know your gift. And the minute she said it, I literally saw um, somebody who was dismembered and there were dogs, they were barking and it was like on a beach. Like there was a, I saw sand and I turned around and I said, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. So my intuitive information, let me know that this person was already deceased. And, you know, I went upstairs tired from traveling, unpacking my bag, scared, worried. Oh my God, should I call the police? They're going to ask me, how do I know? I don't know. I don't want this gift. I don't want it. And like a week later, they found him in the same situation. And so the, that's a gift that I choose not to dive into. So please, if you listen to this, don't write me with any of those requests. That is something that's too emotional for me. It stayed with me, but I can do, you know, so many other things and information comes through. And so there's a, if you're out there and you're like, I don't think I'm intuitive. I don't think I have these abilities. The thing is not to have the power because right now it's so trendy and cool. Everybody wants to be powerful. Everybody wants to be all knowing. And you know what I say? It doesn't matter how intuitive, spiritual, or psychic you are, how you live in, how's your life, how you feeling. 
because otherwise intuitive ability and psychic ability, it becomes an end to itself, like power for power's sake, right? And that's what we're already living. We're living in a hierarchical structure. We're living in a patriarchy. We're living in a space where the few have a lot and the most don't. And then if we just want to have more power to just have more money and fame and power, we're just a product of that society. Everybody has their own path and their own journey. I would say if we really want to develop our gifts, for most of my students, it's so they can help their family, so they can make better choices in love and career and their life, so they can make better choices for their health, so they could help other people. Because remember, intuition, to be intuitive is not just about being a psychic medium. And then you're like, here, do this with your life. And I see the guide and this is what happened to you. I, you know, it's not all about that. It's also about being intuitive as a lawyer. It's also being intuitive as, as a construction worker, as a doctor, as somebody who's creating engineering systems, et cetera, et cetera. We use our intuition in everyday life. So please awaken if you're in that, you know, illusion delusion um, of like, I el poder del psychic ability, because it, it's really not that. Otherwise, we just fall into the trap of, again, trying to have power for power's sake. and the truth is, you know, we're all here to learn lessons. We're all developing our soul's wisdom by living out our lifetimes through the particular personality, the bodies that we pick, the culture, the languages, the area that we incarnate in to remember who the F we are by having the experiences that we have. And so remember, intuition is for all of us. It is a birthright. Question yourself if you feel that you've been closed off or locked out. Did you ask God or the universe to take it away from you because it felt like too much? It may have happened. And then another question for people who are like, yeah, I think I'm intuitive. You know, and I could have started this out that way, but, you know, I started a different way. So it's all right. It's all right. Um, the question for you is, do you remember a time when you had a strong intuitive knowing, whether it was a feeling in your body, uh, something that you heard, felt, saw, knew, like you knew it, or a dream, or deja vu, whatever it is, and you didn't listen and you regretted it. So listen to that question. You had a strong sensation, knowing, understanding, and you ignored it and you regretted it. What happened? You can journal about this right now. Right now, you journal about it. I want to hear about it. Let me know, because, you know, I'm writing. I could use some of these beautiful stories. I don't have to use your name. And number two, and also because I want to know that this is landing and this is serving, right? So it's not just about writing. But two, remember a time when you had an intuitive knowing understanding and you did listen and it came out really great for you. Okay. And I could share a really brief story. I was in a car. And by the way, folks, when I was 15 years old, my guides told me not to drink at 15 and they also told me that I was not allowed to do drugs. That's what they told me. They're like, you are a psychic medium and you live too close to the edge. You live too close to the edge. And if you do drugs, girl, you ain't getting away with it. You know, there are all these old rockers around and I'm like, they did so many drugs. How are they alive? But that's their path. That's their path. So my guides told me very clearly, like, tu no hace esto, tu no hace el otro. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to do it. And the reason they told me is that I had to keep my aura very strong. Another reason, these are extreme things, right, folks, because everybody likes a little drink. I do have like sometimes a daiquiri once a year or something like that. Or, you know, little sweet drinks. I like them. But 
the reason that they told me that was to fortify my energetic system. Now I know folks love to do the cannabis and that helps them with health or anxiety. It might strengthen intuition. I really can't speak to that because I don't. And another thing that they also told me was to cleanse every day. Now this is before I even started reading everyone. So if you're someone who's very, very psychic, very, very intuitive, you have to be very mindful of yourself. You have to be mindful of what you're ingesting. Right. That doesn't mean if you want to do a McDonald's here and there, all right, you know, que Dios te bendiga, and we put energy on it. We're like, okay, Reiki and the universo, okay, bless it. And then you're like, eat it with la bendición. Um, you know, I'm not going to be extremist about that, but it's like watching what you put into your body, watching who you're dating, watching what you're putting up with. Our intuitive ability is our strength. It is our way to navigate, it is a sensitivity that we can turn into our greatest power, our greatest guidance. It's also going to ask a lot of us because when we shut off our intuition, we get to walk around and be like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Who hasn't done that? Because, you know, I have not recently, but I have done that so much in the past, you know, even though I was reading people, I'd be like, I don't know. I knew most of the time when we say that we don't know, we know we just don't like what we know. Let's let's look at it that way. And when you're feeling like your intuition is blocked, I mean, it could be that you asked your spirit, your guides, your angels, God to take that gift away. But it could also be that you saw something, felt something, knew something that you didn't like. And you were like, oh, shit, let me shut the door. Let me close la puerta right now. And so we have to be really clear on this because we have the ability to open that door. But and let's say and not but. And it's going to require a lot from us. When we unite and make the understanding of our intuition part of our spirituality, it becomes a path of reclamation. It becomes a path of liberation. We are reclaiming what is rightfully ours. We are creating a revolution along with many of us. We're like, I'm no longer going to be manipulated, brainwashed, hypnotized by the bullshit of our patriarchal, oppressive, racist, homophobic, and more society. I am going to unite with my deep truth, honor it, follow it, and then I'm going to unite with others who are this way. And bit by bit, we change the world. And, you know, I was teaching this stuff like already in my 20s because I was already a professional psychic medium at 22. I was an event manager at a party company, an event par uh, company, a talent agency. And there I was in my bleached blonde hair with red lipstick, with my hair tightly pulled back and um, in my little black suit, my super duper crazy five inch heels. And a psychic said to me, can I warm up by reading you? And when she did, it really brought me to tears. She's like, you're not who you look like you are. She goes, you're a priestess. She goes, you're a witch. You're a healer. You're an oracle. And I was like 22, 23. And I'm nodding and tears running down my face. I had already gone through an initiation at 22, 23. And she goes, you're home. It's like a temple. There's plants everywhere. And you do candle work. And you do healing work with energy. And I was already a Reiki um, energy healer. And she goes, but then here you are with this red lipstick and this blonde hair, like this armor in the world. And I don't remember her name, but God bless her because she said to me, someday you're going to be one. Someday you're going to move through the world, not hiding a part of yourself. And someday you're going to teach others not to do that, not to hide either. And I was only 23, but it changed my life because it allowed me the hope that someday I wouldn't have to 
hide who I was in order to survive. Again, remember I was alone in New York City. I had a couple of jobs. I had to pay the rent. I was living in Manhattan at the time at the Upper West Side. And, you know, directing plays and then dealing with people who were drinking and doing drugs. And remember I was told not to do any of that. Um, working in film and TV as a casting assistant and hitting up against walls. Cause you know, people who knew people got ahead, right? And I wasn't dating people, sleeping with people, drugging with people or drinking with people. It's called for what it is. Um, and even though all these challenges were happening, when she told me that I knew that I would break through. And I just want you all to know that you will break through. If there is a part of your life or part of yourself that you feel that you're not fully embracing, if there is a part of yourself that you're still hiding in some way, shape or form, you will eventually break through if that's what you want, because that's what I wanted. I wanted a life where I didn't have to hide. And now it's trendy. Everybody's buying like a million tarot decks and a million crystals, you know, but that was happening in my life, you know, over 30 years ago already. There weren't that many to choose and we weren't buying them online, but um I've seen a lot of come and I've seen a lot of go, you know, as I always say. And I do trust that. I trust that when you align to your powerful intuition, when you take the time to understand it, not so much to try to help other people and try to focus on others, but focus on your own ass first, it's going to change your life. And everything, you know, that I've gotten in life and everything that I've experienced in life was really, it was really hard won. Um, it was really a lot of trials and tribulations. I brought in more ease and grace and peace into my life. Um, but being a badass healer, you know, psychic medium isn't for the faint of heart. But heck, you know, <laughs> being alive on earth isn't for the faint of heart. And so know if there's some part of you that you're still hiding or afraid of, take it, you know, take it, take it easy, poquito, 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 and allow yourself that time that you need to understand your intuition and trust yourself. I've been guided to some crazy things, people, but that's going to be for the next time because I've been talking too much and studies show that people don't stay around for podcasts that are too long. So nah, I'm kidding. You know, I would talk three hours if I needed to, if I felt called to, but spirits like, all right, girl, let's leave them with that right now. So take your time. Revisit those questions we talked about. There was a time and place where you picked up, knew something, felt something, and people shamed you, punished you, or told you you were crazy and you shut it down? Is there a time that you remember where you shut it down? And is there a time where you had an intuitive hit, a knowing, a feeling, a sensation, and you didn't listen and you regretted it? And is there a time where you listened and you're grateful that you did? I got stories for you. So next week we're coming up, or maybe later this week, and I'm going to talk about how intuition saved my life intuition saved my life, helped me find the love of my life, helped me grow my business, and how not listening to my intuition kicked my booty, got me ill. When I didn't listen to my intuition, I got so, so sick, people. I got so sick, very sick. I also was attacked physically when I didn't listen to my intuition because I wanted to be a good girl. And I also got into a, relation, a couple of relationships that maybe needed to be much shorter than they were. And took a job that also made me very sick and very unhappy. So stay tuned as we continue this whole trajectory on reclaiming, decolonizing, calling back the incredible and powerful intuitive birth rate that we all have. Mucho amor a todos. And please share with me if you ask those questions. 
share with me your journey. I would love to hear. I love y'all. I don't like to speak into the void. I like to feel the feels, connect with the peoples, because I'm all about la comunidad sagrada. Mucho amor a todos. Bye-bye.